Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor or a volunteer leader in your local church, Ministry in Motion is brimming with ideas and resources for you. Our topic today is church planting, and our special guest is Pastor Glenn Townend. Glenn, welcome to Ministry in Motion. Yeah, thank you, Anthony. It's great to have you on the program. And church planting, I know church planting is a a real passion and a, a significant aspect of your ministry. Just before we really launch into it, where does that passion come from? Where does the desire for church planting come from for you? Um, for me, it's, it's rooted in what Jesus says. Okay. And, and the challenge that he gave the disciples just before he left. In Matthew 28, 18, go to all the nations and make disciples. Um, all nations, ethne, is people groups. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different groups of people that don't know about Jesus. And, yeah, they are best ministered to within their group. And so to form new churches in new suburbs, in new people groups, um, yeah, that's what Jesus wants to see, see happen. And that's the story of the book of Acts. It really is, isn't it? You know, when we look at particularly the ministry of Paul with Barnabas, they, they ministered. And we, we read more about cities than we do about individuals. Mm. How they were planting groups of disciples in communities rather than just leaving isolated individuals. So uh, you're right. The, the early disciples, they mm. were church planting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Now, with, with church plan- planting, Glenn, when we consider it carefully... What are some of the foundational things that we should consider um, in the whole church planting movement? Well, I've been uh, involved in church planting as a pastor Mm -hmm. and also as a a leader of of a whole conference. And the, the people... People need to know that Jesus is leading the church... Right. And that the Holy Spirit speaks to all of them and that if God's calling them to, to some kind of, of ministry, that it, it could end up being a new church. And so I think one of the things that's kind of foundational is listening to God, the Holy Spirit, learning your spiritual gift um, and developing with a group of people a desire to go out and, and have permission, I guess, being led by the Spirit to do something new. Right, okay. So there, there is, what I'm hearing there is flexibility. Absolutely. And Spirit-driven being, and I guess uh, that certainly involves biblical study, commitment as a community mm. who, that's planting the church, and, uh, and prayer big time. Yeah. Uh, it, do, it doesn't happen without... Prayer. Prayer is absolutely key. Uh, praying for the people that you're wanting to, to reach. Um, and that can be done by prayer walking through a, a suburb or a group of, of people. It can be praying in groups of people just specifically for you know, what you want to see, see happen. 
praying for more harvesters. You know, as Jesus said, the harvest is ripe. You know, pray to the Lord of harvest to send more people out into the harvest field. So you're praying for people to join in a vision that you have to to start a new ministry or new church. Okay, okay. So... um there's, there's prayer for the, the community that you're reaching out to yeah. and there's also prayer for the community of the church in its formative stages mm-hmm. so that I, I guess it's important that there be harmony, unity and a, a, a closeness there of that, that group that is starting. Yeah. Um, you, you, as, as people join groups... We've all got different abilities, backgrounds, skills, spiritual gifts, whatever. But, yeah, the vision of, hey, we're trying to reach these people. We've been called by God. That, that is what builds the, the unity, the, you know, the purpose. This is what we're here to do, to see a new group of, of people form. Exactly. Now, one, one of the challenges is that a, a group that will start a church can have almost a holy discontent. <laughs> that, that, is, that is really, really ch- true. Those who are comfortable in local churches, um, who are involved, who really love their, their church, are usually not the ones who start new churches, okay. uh, from my experience. The ones that have joined me in um, starting new churches are the ones that are kind of saying, ah, uh, the established church, in some ways, the established churches say, hey, you know, they're a little bit painful. They've got more ideas than we know what to do with. Uh, they're, they're pushing our buttons. They're challenging us a little bit. But they're ideal to go and start new, new churches. And when given permission and support, I've seen people that have been, yeah, I guess somewhat painful in uh, bigger established churches go out and start a new smaller church and people love them because they're energetic, they're involved, uh, they're really, really focused. And, yeah, um, yeah, so it's people who kind of have a sense that I'm committed to Jesus and his church, but I don't like what's happening here. Um, And if given freedom, they may be the ones... Who, who go and start churches if, you know, supported and, and developed. To, to me, it's, it's people wanting more. Mm. Um, they, they can see potential. They can see, hey, there is so much more we can do. And often you need a, a new creative group of disciples to really get that going in a local community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember one lady... Um, in a very affluent suburbs, said, oh, there's a lot of poor people here. Mm. Nobody else could see it. She saw it. She went out and started a group and uh, reached these, these new people. And because she saw it, she understood it and could see that the established church wasn't seeing it, so she went out and did it with support of, of others. Right, OK. So, so far we've covered that church planting is certainly very biblical. No. It needs to be prayer-focused and prayer-orientated. And it needs to... It, well, it's often generated by people with a bigger vision and a holy discontentness yeah. that are wanting to do more and to be involved. 
Now, when we come back, there's, there's certainly a ton more things that we, we need to talk about, but I'd love to talk about the actual community that's, that plants the church and, uh, and focusing on that just for a moment. Mm -hmm. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're so pleased that you've joined us. Our topic today is church planting. And our very special guest is Pastor Glenn Townend. Now, Glenn, an important point in church planting is that it's not an individual that plants a church. It's a community, mm. right? Sure. And I, I think biblically we, we see that when Jesus sent out uh, the 12 and the 70 or 72 he sent them out in pairs. Uh, there was Paul and Barnabas and then Paul and Silas. And then when you see Paul on his missionary journeys, he's taking uh, people like Timothy and, and Luke and, and he mentions a whole lot of others. Um, and so if it's an individual effort, it could end up being a whole lot of ego. Mm. Yeah. But if you're working as a team, it, it makes makes a whole lot more sense. Um, I can remember some people, uh, just uh, a husband and wife, who said, we want to start a church in a cafe. And that was a, a good idea, uh, reaching a different kind of, of people. They, they had the cafe, it was theirs, it was their business and all of that. But they never really got anybody else involved. You know, it was their way or nobody else's way. Um, and I guess part of it for the business, I can understand that. But when it was the church, it was still, you know, what they wanted to do. And it didn't survive yeah. because they, they didn't build other people who were willing. But when they would come, their ideas were not accepted. Their, their ways of doing things were not appreciated and so, yeah, it, it never flew mm. because it wasn't getting a group of people on, on board and making it happen. So the, the vision needs to be shared. Absolutely. It, it can't be an, an exclusive thing. One of the important things of, of sharing that vision is actually articulating it. Mm. And, you know, we, we learn best and we, we share best, obviously, by, by speaking, but... Often we need to formalise things, don't we? Yeah. And actually get it down on paper. Yeah. What's, what's the advantages of that? If you've got it on, on paper, somehow it holds you more accountable. Mm -hmm. and, and people can go away and reflect on it. Right. Um, so when, when people are getting together, I encourage them to spend time uh, discussing their dream, their vision, their plan and their process and to put it on paper. Now, I've seen project plans that are 20 pages long. Mm -hmm. Never works. Right. Um, I've seen groups uh, who had really good ideas and they'd go to church planting seminars and workshops and, and refine and rewrite their plan continually but never go out and do ministry. Mm -hmm. So the, there's the other danger of, of making them too complex 
and um, just rewriting them until they're perfect. I think something fairly simple, um, what's the vision, what's your mission, who are you trying to reach and how are you going to do it? And what is your discipleship strategy or your evangelistic strategy? They're the simple things that every project should should have. And you can put them on one or two pages at the most. Wow. That's what I was thinking. Just one or two pages. You don't need to write a book on this. No. Um, but a, a, a God-driven, biblically-based, prayer-inspired vision with clear, articulated details on one or two pages mm. and a community that embrace it, understand it and a on board with it. Yeah. It's, that's what I seem to be hearing from you. Yeah, and, and that's, that's when churches uh, say, hey, I'm buying into that. Okay. That, that makes sense. I can contribute. I can do this to help us make, uh, make connections. So you've, you've got this plan. You've got it written down. What's the next step? What, what goes from there? And you've got a community of people that are praying and on board and seeing the same vision. Yeah. Where, where to from there? Yeah. Um, often people start a church service. And I, unless you're reaching another really Christian group, I would not recommend that. Mm. Because you can focus all your attention on making a, a really good Sabbath school, worship time. Um, and unless you've got new people coming or, um, you know, interested in an actual church service or you're consuming or, or you're giving all your time and you're consumed in, in looking after a program that really caters for probably the core group. So it's in-house, yeah, in-house focused yeah. rather than looking out for Yeah, us. and I've seen, you know, I've seen people do that and get, get frustrated um, because we say, hey, but this is about ministry, about reaching people, and you're saying, you know, just come to our program, come to our church service, and it's not really working. When Jesus says, when you're going church planting, you go out into the, you know, the neighbourhood, into the, the people around, the groups, and you actually do ministry, and then you can form a group that develops worship and Bible study and, and all, of, all of that. And so it's getting the order right. How are you connecting with people? Mm. Give us some examples that have really worked effectively for the you've been involved in from your experience where people have, instead of being inwardly focused, how they've reached out to the community in an effective way? Um, through, through health. Okay. Uh, big, big need. Okay. Uh, lifestyle diseases and just going, going out there into other health professionals and saying, you know, we can... We can help. We've got material that's scientific and 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 backed up. Here we're we're offering um, cooking programs and um, exercise and um, yeah, just a holistic health focus. Okay, health 
and there's obviously a connection there. When, when you're talking about people with health needs, you're talking about a, a broad population, aren't sure. you? Yeah, excellent idea. I'd like to come back and just work through some of the challenges that we face in church planting as well and how we can combat those. Sure. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is church planting and our special guest is Pastor Glenn Townend. Now, Glenn, church planting, when the community gets together, we can often think that we, we, we don't have enough money to go and plant this church and it can even delay things. Hmm. Um, what would your advice be in that situation? Yeah, um, that's sometimes an excuse. Okay. Um, there are simple ideas to get out into the community that I've seen churches do. For example, um, offering to teach people how to drive. Okay. Um, and I've seen um, people working with local governments, getting their working with children checks and then supervising um, playing areas for, for children. Um, so these kind of things, they don't cost any money. Yeah. They're, they're actually helping what's, what's happening um, already. Uh, there are places that like people to go out and distribute food. They've already got the food bank and they just need people to go out and distribute the food. Um, and so it's just a, a willingness to find out what's happening in the people group or suburb or area that you're trying to, to reach and, and working with them to, uh, yeah, do, do ministry. Let me ask you a tough question now. So you're, you're making the contacts with the, the community people. Mm -hmm. How do you go from teaching them to drive food bank into a church plant? How does that step work? Well, you, yeah, you, you've at some stage in, in your ministry, um, you need to share Jesus, basically. Share your own testimony. Uh, that you're there for a purpose mm -hmm. um, and that is to help them because they need, they're in need or support but you're doing it because Jesus loves them and Jesus loves you. And you know, I'm a great believer in, in praying for divine appointments. Oh, absolutely. And that's what all the prayer is about because then as you're doing things and praying, that's when God you know, brings people into your pathway and you really connect with them. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've seen people come to faith in church plants, f for me, by playing tennis with them. Wow. And um, just by gardening with them, next door neighbours, um, sharing a wheelbarrow and, and that kind of, kind of thing. Very natural, but people have said, oh, you're helping um, tell me more because I'm in need and you share Jesus and it's amazing what happens. Uh, it is. The Lord leads in those opportunities when we're available, when we're looking for them. That's mm. exactly right. Now, another question I've got for you is if the church planting core group is community focused and not so much focused on 
the worship. Where do they go? What do they do for worship? Yeah, I mean, some, some will worship in existing churches, mm-hmm. but I think it's, it's best as if you're really committed to a new church to worship together. Okay. But you don't need to have a slick program until you have a whole group of people who, you know, would appreciate that. So, yeah, worship together, but do it a little more, more simple and a little uh, more, more basic. Yeah. And uh, that's what I've, I've done. Um, and, yeah, we've seen a, a whole small group of people just expand and I went back to a church that I started uh, just a month or two ago mm-hmm. and uh, you know we started with about eight people and a few kids and to go back there and they had over a hundred people plus a whole lot of kids and you go wow you know God has done great great things and they have a really good worship service now good Sabbath schools for kids but they still are really focused on ministry and to the community because that's what feeds the ongoing um, church. And what would you say to somebody who's thinking about being involved or being in a community that's looking to, to plant a church? What, have you got some pearls for us? Oh, look, I, no, no pearls. Just do it. Okay. Uh, because it's a, it's a fun journey. Uh, you know, when you see God working in your life and if you know at times God doesn't work so, you know there's a silent times mm-hmm. but you can see God working in other people's lives it kind of keeps you you focused um, and you're seeing new people all the time coming to church or to the ministry you're sharing your faith you're seeing God at, at work it's a real adventure because you know you're pioneering um it's it's exciting and uh, to be a part of that is is yeah it's fun as i said yeah and you know what, what you've described what what i find so appealing is that it works in all cultures mm. you, you know it's finding those needs ministering to those community needs serving the community rather than focusing on the inward needs of the the core group Mm. and prayerfully ministering being led for those divine appointments and and god will bless Mm. yeah definitely thanks so much glenn it's uh great to catch up with you again Mm. thanks for coming on to ministry in motion and thank you for your faithful service over the years you really have been an inspiration thank you thank you and we'd like to thank you for joining us for another program of ministry in motion Come to our website, ministryinmotion.tv, and there you'll find an overwhelming number of resources that you can use in your own ministry, whether it's for church planting uh, or ministry within an existing church. There's loads there waiting for you. Free books to download, helpful ideas and amazing things. We're so pleased that you've joined us. Make sure you visit us again, either on our website or right here on Hope Channel. But until next time, May God richly bless you and bye for now.